Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of Tiggy Tiggy T. What? Oh, DJ Joella <laughs> is back. Oh no. DJ J. Oh. Now, this is a special one though because Vanilla is back. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I don't think we've ever been this excited to have Miss B. No. Back Grace us with her press. The separation just, if, it was too long. It like, was too long. Last episode, I was just like, damn. When I was listening back to the episode, I was like, hmm. I was like, something's missing. Something's, something's missing. Right. Something's not. Uh, Vinita, right. just, just don't leave us for that long again. Please. I will. The separation anxiety is real, babes. I love but you guys. now that we're back to a trio, everything is right in the world. Inflation's still high, though. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I start to talk, Every, so if I sorry. Speak. You know, we're six not... chicken nuggets is two seventy now. <gasps> but what? Two seventy. Two seventy. No. Mm. And do you know what? You know the chewing gum, the extra chewing gum. It went from being seventy nine cents to a euro. Chewing gum is a euro. Yeah, you know when you, you know when you need change, and yeah. you know the shop isn't going to give you change, so you just buy the chewing gum. thing. I swear, chewing gum is sixty five cents. No, it's no. gone up to a euro. I saw it today. I've I been like, seeing on Twitter people are posting their chicken fillet rolls. Chicken fillet roll is five ten. Yes, I'm telling you, that's the craziest part of it all. But hey, guys, we are not going to talk about the deflating economy today. Because <laughs> yeah, if we get into it, like we're we'll actually going to be so upset. Like it's just it's the same old, same old. Like. Same shit, nothing new. Nothing new. Same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. Oh God! So today's episode, we're actually gonna come with something constructive. Mm. Not us having a plan. Oh, <laughs> not us having a thought. plan. Not me. So today, we're just gonna talk about our Africanness. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm feeling particularly connected to the culture right now because. Benita, or Benita just got back I'm yeah like, we, we, we were feeling the African glow from our sister mm-hmm. I just came I back from the mother I can still smell the zim off you <laughs> yeah. yeah so Benita tell us all about your trip to Zimbabwe for those who didn't know where she was at she was in Zimbabwe for a whole month you know you're strong yes you're strong uh, no that's nothing new though oh, that's cause you go home all the, the time. time like I could not imagine. Mm, I don't want to lie. It ain't for the week. I'm back from the motherland. It's That's tr- you have to be oh, strong. Yeah, right? I be love strong. it when I go back to South Africa. I'm <laughs> glowing. I've been looking sexy as hell. I'm I'm doing everything and anything. The African sun hits different. Yeah, it yeah. does. I definitely feel my hyperpigmentation has definitely cleared up since I've been in Zimbabwe. You, you know, see, you even good. the water is something different. It's, I'm telling something you, something in the water and something I'm in telling the food. You. Like, guy, it's a lack of process. Period. Like, the food is in process. Like, that. That's exactly everything what my dad so would fresh and or, like organic and healthy like exactly no straight honestly, out of the garden like one of the most disappointing things that i knew when i was coming back to iron's like i'm not going to be able to eat this much bread mm. because i was able to have so much bread so much rice so much pasta so much like things Carp that queen we love to see mm-hmm. it you <laughs> and i just knew when i come back to Ireland, i am not going to be able to eat this much bread i'm not going to be able to have bread every single day because i'm going to be so bloated because mm. oh, i guess like just the difference in how it's made, made there's probably yeah. all these fillers and shit honestly and i so come back to south africa and i i lose weight mm. me too that's and that's not I even mean. from like effort it's just yeah it's just like difference yeah. in the food yeah no my skin was the clearest it had ever been when i went to nigeria yeah but honestly though like i know i know i'm saying like oh it's not for the week but next year i really want to spend a full like month even six weeks in nigeria you're going to come Girl, back with bring the us. guy i want to i want to be nige like i want to yeah. be as fuck Niger, babe. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. like i honestly though i want to go so i can like fully pattern my yoruba because like mm. i understand yoruba and i can speak it but not 
well. well I like you. I'm like I can communicate, I can string sentence together, I can I can get by, but I don't have the fluency that I would like to have. I feel like six weeks of just being surrounded by Europe, yeah, like forcing you're, myself you're to speak gonna... all the time. I feel like I'll come back, yeah, ready and period. Ready to go. I think there's and there's just something about connecting with your people and your roots. Oh, it's just such a special good. feeling. It's such a it's special... So it's like, it's this feeling of like, I just can't explain of yeah. like... You feel belonging. at one. Right. That, that, like even me stepping out of the airport in mm-hmm. South Africa and you're just surrounded by black people. I'm right. like, wow. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things where you don't even realize when that feeling starts to hit you. And the smallest thing can do it. Yeah. You can like hear a song that your mom used to play all the time when you're eight. Yeah. And all of a sudden you feel more Nigerian, mm-hmm. more Zimbabwean or more South African than you've ever felt. Like it's just that connection. There's something about it's it. It's just special. Like I've been watching The Real Housewives of Lagos recently. Oh my That show banks. That, that show. <laughs> it bangs. It's just too good. good. Like it's definitely in the top five Real Housewives. Oh, on God, I would say I top really, three. Yes. I, I actually want to watch the Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh, the that Real Housewives of Dubai, Dubai is bossing. Chanel, Chanel, I am. She's no, guys, guys, we're digressing. We're digressing. <laughs> oh, guys, we're digressing. not us saying, oh, yeah, we came onto the episode with a plan. I knew the chaos was going to continue immediately. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> we didn't even hear about Benita's trip. That's Benita. the most important thing here. Speak about your trip, baby. Do you know what? I think I learned a lot about the trip. Firstly, I don't want to lie to you. I have been a vegetarian after what I saw in Zimbabwe. Really? Literally, oh. I think maybe it was just the shock of seeing like a live chicken mm. being taken from Oof. like... And being cut and I was just trigger like, warning. So, oh, sorry. Trigger warning. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah. I was just like, absolutely not. And I've not like, I think how many has it been since I've eaten? I think it's nearly been a month because mm. it happened at the very, very beginning. I've not really like, I've been able to have fish here mm-hmm. and there, but mm. I've not been able to have meat. I won't lie. It's actually very, very jarring when you go home and you see that they yes. just get the chicken and they just snap its neck and that's Boil it. Boil it, like, pluck it. Every, oh. Girl, it is what it is. And I was just like, I'm going to eat it. See, this is how you can tell who grew up in Africa and who grew up in Ireland. It is what it is like. No, I get it. It's just, I feel like when how it is here, you're so far removed from the process. Mm. Like you walk into Aldi, Tesco, wherever, you yeah. buy a pack of chicken, wow. you cook it, you don't really think about how the animal got from it's home to yeah. your plate but when you're just seeing the whole process yeah. girl have you seen a, a cow slaughtered before no 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 no, no, no. Wow. I also saw a goat being slaughtered oh. guys it was t- I, I don't saw think a goat I could give birth it. now that was traumatic as well to watch and me and my cousin we just sit there and we're like wow <laughs> what's <laughs> like, going on it's the beauty of life <laughs> I'm like god damn and like five minutes later the little goat was walking I was like and we're the top species how See, humans are not top of the food chain because oh. if you put a baby versus a lion cub who's gonna win, win. you're done that little baby <laughs> you're done like, let's get the bill going back to sender honestly Finita like. go on yeah, and I think one thing as well that I definitely learned was just not being stressed and being able to accept situations from what they are. And I feel Aww. like in Africa, it really gave me the peace I needed because I feel like in Ireland, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself, I am stressed 24-7. 24-7. I talked about All this on the, the last episode. Like, like I, I, deal. I don't know, my brain just mm. manufactures stress. But at the same time, maybe it's not my brain. Maybe it's just my lifestyle. Because like, yeah. I feel like by saying it's my brain, I'm like blaming myself. Mm. But I can't help be stressed. You can. And I just feel like, if you think about it though, when I was in work, when I since came back, we just like normalize stress. Mm. We And it's like we almost enjoy stress. We encourage stress. Like, oh, I'm so stressed. I have this and that. I'm so stressed. Because I felt like when I was 
saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. My cousin looked at me like I have like four eyes or something. Like yeah. stress about what? Yeah. Learning to take things easy, chilled. It also, like I learned to take, not to take things for granted. Right. Because I Yo. really saw, I was like, this is a financial crisis. Yo. Right. Yo. It, like it really puts things into Your perspective. perspective. And Especially, I hate to be that person oh, who's like, oh, when I went back home to Nigeria, yeah. that's when I realized what poverty is. Because obviously we're aware what poverty is. Yes. We know that other parts of the world are severely yeah. underprivileged. But when you see it and you feel it, it's and you, mad. it really hits different. Like, God, and we're some of the most privileged people on earth. on earth that's what i'm saying especially young people um back in south africa it's bad how's how's un- the unemployment rate mm-hmm. is like 80 percent like 80 percent like people they go get degrees are highly qualified Unified. just to go back home and sit and do nothing it's depressing. it results into so many other like mm. things and terrible things it's it's so sad. Even my friend Amanda, who's in South Africa, she was just talking about it. And she's like, it's the most depressing thing. Like Nothing. seeing children come going back to home. I can't stay where I'm at because it's too expensive. Okay. My mom can't support everyone in my house. Mm, just I no prospects. I can't even go get a tiny piece job. Mm. There's nothing. Guys, mm. it's it's too much because it's like we're punishing people for trying to better better themselves now you've been put in the position to make your life better and it's like response like no we don't have enough spaces as a society and i think that's one thing that i noticed in zimbabwe it's like people are eager people are willing people are Mm. so determined and i realized that sometimes my work ethic is just it's just not there Mm. because i'm realizing people are working hard with the limited resources and i realized that damn i really you're I'm not. A, I'm not the hustler that no. I thought of. Yeah. Oh if God. if you are not a hustler and you're trying to survive in yeah. that country, <laughs> long day. Not long even day. that country, that continent, because the same situation in Zimbabwe is what's happening in South Africa. Is what is what's happening in Nigeria. I learned what survivor mode, like, and I realized that people like. I feel like it's kind of sad. People are not as. I'm a very emotional person. And I realize like I think a lot of my emotions, and I realize that a lot of people in Zimbabwe don't think their emotion because they can't afford. They don't have that yeah. luxury. They don't have that luxury because like, how are you gonna now stay stuff like, uh, you know, today I'm gonna choose to care about For my myself. mental health first when you don't know how your kids are gonna eat that evening. What are you gonna put first? Yeah. Your mental health it's or making it. sure there's food on your kids' plate? What is that hierarchy thing? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Exactly. The basic needs are not met. How you're going to? How are you going to like? meet the other ones the only one i remember is the top self-actualization because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i used to say to myself there. once i hit self-actualization <laughs> i'm gonna realize i made it like, yes queen um, and do you know what i think as well is that like one thing as well is also having to keep my mouth shut because obviously mm. zimbabwe it's a dictatorship well i say it's a dictatorship no. and obviously <laughs> we're getting political in the streets and everybody knows me one thing about me as i'm very opinionated and i'm gonna make sure it's known mm. and i just saw the fear but it's just like i saw that like people are just so hopeless in terms of they have a politician whose house is I've, guys i've never seen a house that big wow i better be careful what i say because i might not be able to return to the country <laughs> I better, <laughs> oh, God. Just, they're gonna revoke your zimbabwean passport they, 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 do you know what i mean because i have both dual citizenship yeah. and the thing is like they're quite like you can get thrown my dad was like to me like you know because he, he knows me he's like as soon as i got here we said keep quiet mm. if you have any issue any opinions shut up yeah you could this is life and death mm. and it's oh, so God. so true that's oof that's scary. That That's is not easy. But that is very scary because we can walk in the street and be like, I think Lear Vodka is a piece of shit. Yeah. Personally. No, you can say that. Yeah. yeah. Like people, you can just be like, I think Lear Vodka is a piece of shit or I don't like Miham Martin or mm-hmm. I don't like this politician, blah, blah, blah. Whereas like in Ireland, 
whereas like in Zimbabwe you don't have that free will and that's one of the things I learned is that like not to be too emotional Mm. I'll cry too the Mm. hell living in a dictatorship that's tough I've also learned as well is that like one thing that I did take that I do like about living in Ireland is that I think as women as the freedom that we do have because one Mm. thing that I noticed is that like gosh I think that like if I was to move back there and like had to like maneuver life as a woman as a woman there I don't think I would be able to do it because I just feel like maybe I'm too bold too outspoken the safety issues yeah like it's just it's honestly crazy though when you put it into perspective because obviously yeah as women living in Ireland like we have a general level of safety yes but even still there's still so much fear gender based violence is very much real it's very much real GBV like whether it comes to I don't know like after going out no to be honest even broad daylight in the street you can be catcalled you can be harassed but yet you know that like that's our situation yeah, and we know it's, it's us, yeah. bad but it's okay whatever but the fact that it's multiplied by a hundred over there it's like crazy. that's scary to me because you already low-key don't feel safe as a woman in countries like ireland where it generally is safe for women so then when you go to countries where it's just not safe for women at all i'm like how are they actually surviving is it not like was in south africa is it's 50 percent for all women and then f- for chance of getting raped and i think it was it for black yeah. women is it not like around 70 percent like, like that's this oh. is a trigger warning I'm so sorry yeah. guys, but like when I was because I feel like in school especially primary school they expose you to so many stuff at such a young age mm. and I remember one time my teacher she was talking about like rape and stuff like that the way this woman described it, like it is ooh, forever being ingrained in my head and that's like one of my biggest fears and after I heard like one in two people I was just like I remember thinking in my class because we just did like fractions or whatever. Yeah. I was like, half of half of us mm, might get raped in this class, and I was just. I I remember going home and like crying alone. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's no, like, that's and nothing I was like, for a child to hear. And I was just like, what the fuck? Anyway, guys, do you yeah. know what? And the thing is, like, that's so bad about places is that like, I remember when I went to boarding school in South Africa. Unfortunately. One of the, like, I think a friend, a girl, a friend, a, a, a girl in the class, in my class, I think one of her friends, like, from school, like, it, you grew up in a privileged background, like, she mm. was raped and murdered. <sighs> and guys, that was when I, it shocked me. I was just like, she was just, to this day, like, time comes and I think, I think about it and I just, mm. I'm just, I'm so unsettled by it. By like, this normalization that's a core memory. Like, how are mm. you supposed to forget something like that? Especially when you're so young, like. And it's, I feel like people become desensitized to it. Like, that's one thing I noticed in Zimbabwe is that like, when it came to people like grief and loss, one thing that I definitely realized is that like, a lot of children were very much, I suppose, strong about it, got over it. Because when they look at it, how many people in their class have lost their mothers? Mm. How many people in the class have lost their fathers? Or how many people in the class have, you know, a parent that's ill or people or, so, or they have a cousin who has yeah. no parents. And or they're living in abject poverty. Abject poverty. So it's almost like, you know, be strong, get over it and, you know, face the day and survive. That's a, that's a massive thing. Like even regarding to um, all like this the like sexual assault stuff i remember like talking to a bunch of girls who were just kicking or whatever Mm. and the conversations that we were having it was a thing where it's just like oh i went back with this guy 
right and oh i didn't want to do it but like we did it anyway even though i said no that's just and then it's so heartbreaking it's hard to explain to someone i'm like that is traumatizing yeah that was sexual assault Mm -hmm. and it can't I, it, it was a thing where it's like I came across as like oh you're just you're such a prude yeah you're, yeah you're yeah this like what do you mean it, it's okay I'm like no it's not okay, okay. you said no. no yeah how are you how is that being prudent but the like, thing is they haven't even been exposed to the concept of consent, consent. so like even getting to the point of like the R word like that's even like how can you get to that mass- point when yeah. you don't even know what rights you have yeah. over your own body yeah. and like it's just oh this conversation was, is uh, it went downhill really quickly we're so, but so anyways Benita, <laughs> what was your highlight about zimbabwe guys uh, honestly i think we'll we'll try and be more diligent yeah. about like the trigger warnings and yes because obviously really we sorry. just get into these traumatic mm-hmm. topics just off the cuff yeah and it's not easy and obviously for people who may be sensitive it's to these this, issues yes. we want to be fully sensitive to that but anyways I would definitely say my highlight was reuniting with my childhood best friend, not my childhood boyfriend. I did have. (laughs) We were were ready to hear about that. Yeah, we already exposed you about that one last week. Yeah, I heard. (laughs) Guys, you know me. I'm always going to have my options. I really enjoyed tasting the flavors of Zimbabwe (laughs) wine. Tasting the flavors. She said mm, chocolate and vanilla. Swirl. <laughs> swirl. Um, yeah, I definitely did. I like, do you know what I what I like about Zim guys? I think they're a little bit more, you know, upfront about what they want. They have yeah. genesis. They, wow. they have swag, um, attitude, everything. Just, they'll approach you with Vim. Vim. Yeah. And it's it's not, it's like it's not always in your face. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. cool coming collected to the point where you're blushing. You're like, now hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh-uh. There's definitely something about yeah. them. Something in the water. Something, something in the, the water. water. And yeah, it's like it's like, hmm, I think I'll use some of this when I go back to Ireland. Yeah. Um, but my definitely my highlight was reuniting my childhood best friend. That's so That's cute. So it was heartbreaking. But it kind of gave me the motivation. I don't mean this. I don't mean to have a savior complex or anything. But it made me realize, like, we're coming from the same place. I really want to make you proud. And she asked me to, like, make her proud. Because I realized, it's like, I feel like I've been given this opportunity to leave Zimbabwe. So that I can at least, I don't know, speak out for people like her. And I really... It just made me realize the opportunities that we have. And Aww. I feel like it was just amazing for me to see her. Like, I hadn't seen her in a long time. That's really and I'm special. really, really proud of her. It may, to her, it may not seem like she's done a lot of her life. For, for me, I know where she's coming from. And to get to this position is just absolutely amazing. So, what I say to Benita's childhood friend. best friend. If you're listening, because I know you said you will be, this is for Aww, you. That's <laughs> actually too sweet. How and old I, were you guys when you last saw each other? I think we were maybe like 11. Wow. wow and the thing is like I have photos of her in my house but we were always and we always tried to kind of communicate and stuff we were always very very close but a lot of change and also I saw yeah, my yeah I mean it's been 10 yeah. years like I saw my grandparents as well oh. that was nice to see them <laughs> why don't you sound that enthusiastic uh, yeah, Miss girl. girl I suppose we come from different generations yeah, I have different views that's fair yeah no I definitely learned a lot one thing that my dad told me was um, to make sure that I kind of like make sure to like get involved you know with the locals and get to know mm-hmm. like actual you know people that come from the same country you know it's really just important for me to have different conversations and i loved how hungry people were mm. and how dedicated they were to their craft um it was amazing in that sense and kind of seeing the different comparisons and how people have fun there mm-hmm. and it taught me that like you can like it just i know this sounds so cliche but 
I feel like I've been in my past I've been such a materialistic person it's like oh my gosh guys I need this new Chanel bag I need this new perfume I need this and that and it really makes me realize that like because I didn't bring any of that stuff I didn't bring any of my shoes I just yeah. bought normal clothes and I realized I had the most fun and for once in my life because I wasn't on my phone answering emails or answering messages I actually made some proper human connections you know I actually Aww, got to yes. like yeah so that's what I loved you know no, that's, that's like, a win yeah massive win for Vinny oh. a massive <laughs> Yes. I wish we had like um, sound effects like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's learn how to do that like <laughs> mic drop <laughs> what a trip what a trip it was a really good trip, trip. of a lifetime yes Fair. I would definitely remember this trip for the rest of my life guys let's all go to Africa one day together yes I we really sound like need white to... people no but the, thing, the reason I said Africa is because I'm yeah. like what country in Africa? Africa no I definitely think we need to go to the motherland I like me definitely need to do South Africa and Nigeria built the... different takes Africa oh, period that will be no but how iconic would that be, be. to interview like like Afri- kind of like African, African not African guys we sound so white no <laughs> But to interview like influential like African. Africans, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we will, sure. we that will. would be amazing. Put it on the bucket list, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna happen. Love it's gonna to happen. It. Mama words. Everyone's gonna go back to this and be like, "Yeah, Joella said it." I'm like, "Yeah." Pick for her. Honestly, the power of the tongue. You have to speak yes. the things oh, you God. want into existence. Like, um, we need to do a whole episode of manifestation because, guys, I genuinely believe in it. Like speaking things into existence. I, I genuinely do believe in it. Me like too. especially the it it just shows okay this is a quick anecdote right mm-hmm. um in regards to our course right ever since I was in TY the only thing I ever said was I'm going to do law in DCU. Wow. I'm going to do law in DCU. Really? I'm going to do law in DCU. That's so interesting. The following year um I went to the the talk right they talked about intra I'm going to do intra I'm going to do a four course here I'm going to do to do intra if you were to ask me if I was going to do intra last, like this time last year, I would have been I like, know. no, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you. <laughs> Look what's happening. She's doing intra. The law of assumption is powerful. I can put, I have a similar story. I like behaved and acted as if, because I really wanted to go to me to do entrepreneurship. So people would ask me, what do you study? I haven't even got my offer yet, but I'm telling people I study entrepreneurship. It's I'm go- an entrepreneur. It's going to happen. Honestly. And literally, it happened. I feel like for me, like, I see it a tiny bit differently. Like, you know the way you were saying, like, oh, if you asked yourself four years ago, da da da. Like, if I asked myself four years ago, I don't think where I am right now is where I would have said that I'd be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I've manifested the exact life I want, but I feel like I manifested the life that I need as opposed Her. to the life that I want. That was, like, I felt that in my chest. Like, it's not like everything went to plan and mm. my vision boards all exactly, you know, just fell into place. It's more like, I feel like where I am is really where I'm supposed to yeah. be. Like, it's yeah. so weird. I just feel like recently I've had so much, like, clarity on things where I'm like, oh, you know, when things go wrong, a lot of the time, it's just because the universe has a bigger plan. Always. Like, and repeat that. I've, just, I've really been trying Very to, like, wrong. trust the process recently. Yeah. Like, when things start to get crazy and things start to get hectic and I'm like, okay, right now, should I, like, fall apart and be like, what the fuck is going on? Or should I just wait to see how things pan out? Yeah. Usually things pan out and everything is okay. Oh, I completely agree so like one. that's yeah. how i kind of like i don't manifest directly like okay this is exactly what i think is going to happen duh, duh, duh. i just try and like let go and put my trust in the universe and then I usually that. i end up being pretty thankful anyways i don't mm. know it's just it's it's weird though because it's like you just know that like wow something had to happen for this to like 
Falling. I no, I, I completely agree to. I remember that's remember. I think we talked about May 2022 for being how many times now? But that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, I was just like, Lord, what am I? Like, I literally didn't know what I was gonna do with myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, everything is falling apart. And I'm telling you, first of June until now, everything has been making sense. Everything Aww. that happened that just then, makes me so happy. Crazy. Like. It's like everything, there's been an answer for everything that went wrong in my life. Oh. And it's like, you just trust, express gratitude. And yeah, Just exactly. trust in the process. And like, you put out what you want to get back in yes, this life. Ex- so like... Repeat that again. Literally just Praise putting God. out as much positive energy Nikki. as you can. Like, just not seeing the world as like... Mm. I feel like as far as process, I always trust my gut. Mm. My intuition. Mm. Like, even, I remember like the, my gut feeling when I had just like Joella start a podcast. It was so like, because I remember like I was thinking I did an, I did an interview in another podcast here in the tortoise shack. And I just remember having such a blast where I was just talking and stuff like that. Yeah. The next morning I was like, I, I want to do that again. I, w- I want to do that again. So I was like, <laughs> let me see what I can do. Yeah. I, and I just followed my gut. Mm-hmm. And it's like, meant it's, it's going to turn out to be, it turned out to be great. It turned out to be amazing. And it's like, I, I'm having so much fun with you guys. Aww. And yeah, I'm having such a great time. <laughs> I feel like I, I say so all the time. The podcasting wow. is that like, I had a good instinct about it too. And randomly, I just thought about Joella. Mm, I just, I think that? I just texted you randomly. Yeah, you text. And then I, I was just like, Oh my gosh! I because I at that point it was so fresh in my mind. I I didn't know how and what to do. The stars just aligned. Yes, like Benita randomly was just like, "Yeah, I want to start a podcast." I was like, "Well, great timing." Because I'm let's let's do it. And then Miss Debs, (laughs) Miss who? Miss Debs. She was was a part of the Renaissance of Build Different. Oh God, yeah, the Renaissance. I like that. Renaissance. Beyonce's new album. Period. Because that album banned. Stream Renaissance. After like after Miss. Deborah had our had we had our little interview with Miss Deborah. We're like, yeah, you're that babe. Yes, <laughs> you're coming along with <laughs> us. <laughs> you know when just you're like things babe. just like the universe just puts things together. Like it's like we're not like we, we didn't even try or put emphasis. What's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. Things I, will just be easy for you. You know. I want to get better at the whole trusting my gut thing because yeah. I feel like. I have, I know I have gut instincts, like everyone has gut instincts, but I don't think I'm the best at trusting them. Cause I have kind of like, not self doubt, like it's not that I don't believe in myself, cause I do. Like I'm yeah. pretty confident. It's just like, I feel like I'm always very indecisive. Mm. Like, so I'm always seeing like the two different paths and I'm always stuck between A or B and I never know which one is my gut. Like I never know, okay, is A my gut or is B my gut? So I don't know how to get better at trusting your gut. I feel like if you just, if it just makes sense in your head, that it's like me putting together an outfit. Yeah. It might look crazy to yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. to me, I'm fly as hell. Like yes. the power of yeah. just good judgment. Exactly. Mm. So I'm like, yeah. But we need to talk about your fits because girl, you as a fashion icon. Just throwing fits. I should post more on Instagram so everybody can see what girl, I'm Girl, post about. more on Instagram. No, but she does, guys. We need to all bully Joella to no. be the fashion influencer she was meant to be because when I see her outfits, it just be oh, making sense. Head to dope. From okay, the guys, nails, we except- totally <laughs> again. Take another shot. Us? This is our second digression. Us digress? No, like, I don't. Can I never be. A- <laughs> um. Oh, Benita, when you were talking about your childhood reunion, yeah. I was just actually smiling so much because I was like, <gasps> yes. the exact same thing just happened, but for my mom. Oh, so Mama Debs. Spain. Was it a week ago? Or two weeks? I think it's two weeks. Two, two weeks ago. No, I think I actually only got back last week. You know? No, you did not. Really? I saw you last week. No. 
Oh. Was it not the week two, a week before last week? Okay, it was two weeks ago at this point. Two I got back ago. on the 24th. Yeah. That's, uh, guys, uh, the, does it really matter? Does it really honestly, matter? But anyways, while we were in Spain, it just so happened, yeah, I booked the family holiday because my mom doesn't, she don't care about stuff like that. Yeah. So I booked it completely random. I chose the location. I chose the country, everything. It just so happened that the place I booked was an hour and a half away from one of my mom's childhood friends oh that gosh. she had not seen since she was like 17 I'm gonna cry they were roommates in boarding school when they were 11 yeah haven't seen each other in 30 years and they get to have a reunion period like when I tell you I actually felt like crying because it was just so cool because my mom's friend was telling us all these stories about when they were young and about how my friend was she was like oh yeah your your mom was like such a quirky girl she was like oh the girls used to pick on her because she used to say what she wanted but she didn't care she kept saying what she wanted and I was like that's what my mom was like because obviously you just don't even know no, yeah. yeah and she was like telling us about like my mom used to like make up songs and she would just be singing them it's just like cute <laughs> stuff like that but the thing that she really spilled the tea on that i thought was crazy was the whole boarding school experience in general mm-hmm. she was like guy they were miserable they were literally both talking about it like again. yeah that was they were like oh i've actually blocked out most of it because it was so what? traumatic i was like huh what was going on she would be like she said that every single night when it was like time like lights out or whatever mm-hmm. all you would hear in the dorm is just sobs yeah because every what? single girl, oh my God, every Deborah. single girl had no choice but to cry yeah. herself to sleep what the days the of this is lich i'm literally getting goosebumps like and i know i know you went to oh. boarding school in south africa so i'm like i know the fact that Nigerian boarding school in the 80s would still have the same level of of trauma as like South African boarding school in the 2000s. Like that's messed up, but not surprising. I remember one memory of her crying is that me and this girl, we literally went to the side of the bed and just joined, started crying. Oh, like because we were so miserable. We both just said goodbye to our parents, but we just knew I just don't know how to describe. We just knew we we're going to just going to have the worst semester ever. And like, we just we were just preparing ourselves for it and mm-hmm. we just saw and like I was trying to understand I was like oh like why were you all so miserable and she was just like painting the picture like you're 11 you, you've you never been away from home now all of a sudden they're dumping you in a foreign place you don't know anybody now you have to take care of yourself cook for yourself clean for yourself okay maybe not cook for yourself because they would go to the dining hall but they had like their food rations that they were in charge of mm-hmm. and like they were talking about how like it was low-key like the competition between like you know there was the girls who had lots of money, money. and they would bring all the best snacks and they'd have snacks for days and then there was the girls who were maybe from poorer families and they were getting by on beans and bread every single day do you know like that kind of stuff but the thing that really surprised me they were talking about the nuns yeah Mm. so the school my mom went to was ran by irish catholic nuns my dad went to and she was telling me the way these nuns would beat them like my mom would say like okay so it was one of those things where if you made your bed and the corners of the bed weren't properly tucked in that's like 20 lashes (gasps) well like I know, but that was even saying like it, like in their generation, like the school punishments that they got were extreme. Like my dad was explaining it that like he himself, when he was a teacher, he would never have hit a child like that. It was extreme. Like my mom said that the nuns would beat them so much that the nuns would start crying and complaining about their injuries. Yes. Like they'd what be like, the "Look hell? how much I like I hit you so much now my hand is sore," and they'd give out to them for that. Yes. They had to scrub the toilets before class every morning like so they'd start class at maybe eight 
but they'd be awake from five scrubbing the whole school compound from top to bottom mm. like the mind just boggles like she said the whole five six years was just hell from start to finish and like the way she described it as well the older girls oh my gosh she said like the girls would be like 13 the older girls and then the younger girls would be like 11 and the older set would like torment them like actually torment them like treat them as like slaves like you have to you're gonna be the one to do all my chores you have what? to do my homework i'm gonna take your lunch money but you can't even escape because you you live with these people and you know the way like that that african culture of respect you can't disrespect someone you're, that's like older, older than, than you. you so they would be like 11 and instead of calling the 13 year olds like oh hey sally they'd have to be like oh miss sally yes what like that's crazy. crazy like i could never send my kids to boarding school like mm. even before i heard those stories i felt like i don't really see the purpose of boarding school like yeah. why can't your kid just come home at the end of the day but after hearing those stories i'm like yeah, no no it just boarding seems like a breeding ground not. for abuse whether it's from the higher ups that want to abuse their position mm. or whether it's from the fact that your kid just has no safe space like no privacy as well and the thing that i definitely found that I hate it. As someone who's already paranoid, I had a lot of mental health issues and a lot of issues. And I always felt that like everyone knew and the issue of boarding school, everyone knows your business. Mm. There was this one girl who unfortunately she had an eating disorder. Aww. But before it, like it's almost like we knew before she even knew that she, she'd even conf- like, I suppose like accepted herself that she had an eating disorder. Everybody knew her business. Everyone knows that this parent's dad had an affair with this. Mm. Everyone, it's like there's no privacy because we're literally all here and we all we're li- we live together yeah my mom was telling me about 24 7 this one girl who used to wet the bed so she'd oh. wake up early 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 in the morning before anyone else so if they were waking up at five she'd wake up at 4 30 she'd go clean her sheets she'd go change her pajamas and then she'd come back and act like nothing had happened but like when you live with someone you notice those things so even though she tried so hard to hide what obviously was like an obsessing condition for her everybody still knew and obviously then you're going to be the butt of everyone's jokes oh it's just it just sounded too heartbreaking i was like i feel like i gained like a different extra level of respect for my mom Mm. because i was Mm. like god damn you went through shit and like when i was starting secondary school i really really wanted to go to an all-girls school and my mom used to always i just i just like the idea of it like yeah i don't know i was just like i've always hated boys (laughs) like i was (laughs) was coming from an alumni from an all-girls school girl (laughs) no and my mom would be like nope you're not going to an all-girls school she was like that is not a safe environment for you and i was like my sister she's going to Wesley. She's not going to, what's it called, an all-girls school because I just don't think, as someone who's literally been to all school almost a whole life, I just don't think mm. it did anything. Because first, I do think you need to be able to communicate with, with other both, t- yes, gen- not both, both genders. all genders. Yeah, all, all exactly. Period. Yeah. Be ex- inclusive. <laughs> yeah, period. exactly. Do you know I mean? Like, all genders, but also like just, I think the way that women, sometimes, I hate to be that, to say this out loud, but like, sometimes the way that we just tear each other down it's oh it's just sickening. but do you know what you said something that like actually stuck with me Deborah. when you said that like your mom has just they've just blo- both blocked it out mm. that's exactly how i feel about my experience of boarding school as in like i just even to this day even in my th- you know my therapy session yeah. it's just something i talk about it in bits and pieces i've just struggled to come to terms mm. as to what happened to me i've blocked I, and i feel like maybe i might do that for the rest of my life i don't think wow. i'll I don't know if I'll ever come to a place to be able to accept, but I do think for my healing, it is important. How but old were damn, you when you went from boarding I school? I went to boarding school when I was 15. Oh, 15 to... Yeah. 
15 to 16 15 okay. to 16 wow. i just could not last mm. i could not well i'm glad you got out of yeah. there instead of being there for like a full six years or and something i don't crazy know how like do you know i spoke to one of the girls that went there and we had a heart to heart and i just knew i think the way that she coped was keeping herself busy yeah and like um and being so academic but i remember she told me that the last three years she literally burned out and had like a mental breakdown oh that's heartbreaking like she went through such a difficult time but i'm so she's doing medicine now mm. i'm so proud of her but it's like i just thought to myself that damn like Bro, that's just not healthy i wanted to go to <laughs> no yeah i feel I like when you're young go, you romanticize yeah. boarding so like, like oh my for, god for every day school. is a sleepover yeah. with your friends mm. it's not a sleepover with because your friends my mom was talking about moving to ireland like when i finished grade yeah. seven i was just like bruh just sent me to boarding school she was oh hell no you're not going to boarding school why would you want to go to i was like why wouldn't i want to go to boarding yeah school? it's so common like yeah and she was like um because one of her friend's daughter she's the same age as me she's like just send us both to the same boarding school mm, we'll watch out for we'll each watch other watch out for each other it's fine she's like no your mom had sense yeah she was like no. like and it's not like even like when my mom and her friend were talking about it they were like yeah like obviously we kind of resented our parents at the time mm. because they would see their parents like two three times a year yeah, like crazy. it's not like they had visitation weekend every mm. weekend like it wasn't like that but they also understood that their parents did it out of wanting better for them yeah. because it's get a, the best education was in boarding school. exactly like it was a status thing as well they were like okay well white people are the people that are respected yes. so let me send my black kids to this white school that's irish run even though it's in nigeria so then they'll have the same level of education like it's just it's it's there's so many irish like missionaries in africa so because when i think about it like my uncle patrick is named after um someone that like was because my grandfather's a bishop so he's involved in mm-hmm. you know, the church the, the church so he was in i think it's someone that was like an irish like well, there is a what do we call the opposite of nuns? Uh, is it a priest? A, pri- a priest? No, like the priest. Oh, those what are they? Monks? <laughs> monks? Brothers? Well, I, well, I think brother. Brother sounds right. Brothers, I think it's yeah. like because right. it's like sister Anne and brother sister. <laughs> like I know it's like a whole documentary, but like I just know like there's a lot of abuse that did happen in a lot of those boarding schools. Guy, the abuse. And a lot of people would be scared. Like like the if way, it came out, the way my mom was describing how those nuns used to beat the kids like beat 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 the kids i was like there's no way those women weren't racist because why else are you going out of your way you moved all the way way from ireland all the way to nigeria you've now ended up in a boarding school teaching and you're beating kids like animals and these all happen to be little black kids it's weird like i know they were doing the same shit in ireland because like i know irish people from that same generation will tell you the stories about school and how they used to be beat but that's just the optics of that is just very messed up to me like no it's it's gross like and do you know what i think as well is that like that my dad said about going to a school like that and my uncles because they've all gone in around the same boarding school is how they were taught about themselves like how they like in terms of history my dad told me because now i think it's about they do do a lot of like african history but my dad like told me like it was mainly what they focused on was like european history and like my dad would know a lot about european history because Mm -hmm. that's what he knows i'd be telling my dad no stuff about African history. And the guy looks at me confused. I'm just like, you're the one who grew up in Africa, not yeah. me, you know? And I think that's just very interesting. They don't learn about it's so African weird. history, though. Like, um, I remember when I was in sixth year, I was like curious about the metric. That's like leaving certain equivalents in South Africa. The metric sibilis, sib- sibilis? syllabus syllabus mm-hmm. on like history because I was a history head. I was all up in my history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, why are these people writing about China? 
God knows. Like, what? No. I'm like, like, what is going on here? Like, I saw her in South Africa. I was like, no. We need to actually talk about what the Chinese economy is doing to Africa. They're basically raping Africa. I'm not happy. (laughs) No, no, no. no, 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 That's the biggest digress of the episode. (laughs) So I didn't see (laughs) that coming. (laughs) But we need to, do you know what I did? Let's be careful with that R word, Sorry, no, but basically financially raping Africa and taking Africa's resource. Oh, yeah, go on. Take Africa's resources because it's like the quality. There was a debate about this online. The quality of the Chinese products that are brought to Africa and the quality of the Chinese products that are brought to Europe are worlds apart. You cannot even compare them. And I feel like as well is that like they're doing deals that are not mm. in the best interest. I, oh, it's, yeah. There's a lot of corruption happening where African leaders are taking, you know, so China can exploit mm-hmm. Africa they're taking financial deals where they're being paid mm-hmm. off and I just think it's just ridiculous I'm a lot of people are calling it like a second wave of colonization it is yeah. it is a, a second wave of colonization and one thing that I saw is what I found so weird God forgive me is that when I would go into the Zimbabwean grocery stores is I'd find that there'd be sorry guys I have to be blunt there'd be black you know Zimbabwean natives who'd literally be doing shopping for like maybe like a Chinese like you know a Chinese native where they'd literally be like the Chinese native would point out the food and the black person literally come put it in the basket for him and I was just perplexed I was like what is this like your, your own hands don't work you, 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 do you like your own hands don't work and literally they'll be holding their trolleys putting in the stuff and it's like literally like I know it's literally taking advantage that people are so desperate for money mm. that they have to feed their children but it's dehumanizing it is It is. I'm sorry for digressing guys she just brought up something that I was meant to say and I had to say it out of my spirit I'm really sorry no I hear what you're saying you're though because like sorry. like colonization is so deep it I really don't so think people deep. realize how deep it is it runs to even naming your kids yes it runs into naming your own children okay. giving them a white a white presenting name in the hopes that they get a job but da, 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 their surname is going to give 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 them up anyway that oh this is not very much caucasian is very I much i think i'm an example of that look at my name magda benita mm, my name's deborah polish and italian my parents are naming me those names yeah because like it's like okay because my parents had planned to move out of zimbabwe mm. they're like okay we want a name that'll be easier yeah and like African names are legit so beautiful. So they are beautiful. Enriched with so much meaning. And, and none of depth. us have na- like African first names. I don't like, have an African, I don't have an African first name. Apparently alleged, this is according to my mom. I have, I don't have, my, my name is, my, my first name is not African. What? It's not African. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah, I want yeah. to say. Your name is Joella. My yes. name is Joella. Guys. <laughs> so my second name is Ngosazana, right? Mm-hmm. And I always ask my mom, mom, why did you not put my second name as my first name? She was like, I actually did. But at Home Affairs, because Home Affairs in South Africa is just a a debacle of place. It's like shambolic. Don't place. you tell me that they switched your South African name. Apparently, na- they switched it. Apparently, I've they switched heard it. so many stories about this. Are all are all like home affairs in Africa just demolished? Hey, no. the, the embassies, the embassies <laughs> no. are a reflection of yeah. those home affairs. I don't care what anyone says. I love my country, but no, y'all need to do better. They, oh so your name, your your South African name would have been your first name. My South African name would have been my first name, and I was like, oh, that would be so nice. But mm. I always, see, I always deep like when I first moved here, and I'd be like, my name is Joella Lamini, Lamini. Oh, how do you pronounce that? I remember one time we were sitting in the cafeteria in school when we had the teacher wasn't in, so you have to go cafeteria and sit there. Yeah. So um, I'm still new. The teachers at the front, and there's multiple classes. 
Joella is Joella here. I'm like, oh, how do you say your second name? Talamini, Talamini. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's Lamini, mm-hmm. but let's leave it. It doesn't matter. Just try okay. your best. Yeah. Just try your best. It's fine. He's like, no, I'm not stopping until I get it. I'm like, bro, first things first, you're making everyone pay attention to me. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. As the here. new girl as well. Like, what the fuck? I was like, relax. It's never been that deep. And I always think about it as, like, even if I did have my, I did go by my name, Kosazan, how many times I would have to water that down for it to be presentable for a white person to say it? That's the thing. Like, when people used to butcher my surname as a young person, or not even as a young person, just in general, mm-hmm. I used to always be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm glad my parents gave me an English first name so that people can pronounce it. But now that I'm like growing up and like leaving behind that e- era of like, oh, you know, feeling different because yeah. you're black da, da, da. now that it's like you know when you, you we're at a point now where we can finally own all these things yes. I'm, like, God damn. I'm like i would yeah. love to have a nigerian uh, first name because nigerian too. first names are beautiful. beautiful like i have nigerian names but they're not my first names and then sometimes i look at my list of nigerian names and i'm like these names low-key suit me better than deborah does yeah. so if you see Magda, the heck <laughs> no honestly when i see some beautiful zimbabwean surnames and i remember i used to like like feel like oh my gosh like at least i'm not like all the other like you know african kids in my class because like i was such a cute yeah I, I mean we were young we were young but listen if you see me rebrand if you see me change my name from deborah to one of my nigerian names what just, is it? Give it just to don't her. be surprised no i'm gonna wait for the for, oh, the, full, for the full launch it's gonna be a but just don't be surprised because like i feel like it's just reclaiming part of your identity oh, God. and like that whole thing of oh like at least we have english first names so it's easy for people to pronounce guy people can pronounce any name they want to if they just Yay, try let it's me try. literally a people lack can of effort super catastrophic for the synthesis you can pronounce an african name like, baby it's just no. a lack of effort no. like, re- do you know what no. it reminds me i'm sorry but she deserves to be dragged do you remember that whole thing where like from love island where lucy cannot pronounce oh. one day but you, the same one you can pronounce Sersha, you can even pronounce there was harder names Ifa it, was the hardest name for me to remember. Yeah, one day. It's You're three day. syllables. It's <laughs> but, not hard. Because, and the thing is, like, it's literally, like, the way that it looks, it literally is how it sounds. It's phonetic. It's fin- and that's phonetic. the thing, it's a Yoruba name. Yoruba names are so phonetic. phonetic. They're literally, Honestly. sound it out, that's how you say exactly. it. Exactly. And it's like you, and it's so offensive because it's like you're not even trying. And even like when I think of people like of mine and Benita, because they see I'm black, I've had a girl once I said, like, how do you pronounce it? I might not. Like, can I give you a nickname? Can I call you B? Like, can what? I try? And it's like a you're not even trying. Do you get what I mean? That's people's the worst names thing. are so tied to their identity. Exactly. Like it literally represents exactly who you are. And having someone constantly mispronounce that, like I'm sure that wears away at your spirit. Because I used yeah. to find it so draining when people would like make fun of my surname or yeah. pronounce it wrong on purpose or just be deliberately up use like oh it's just it's not a nice feeling people just generally need to do better because african names are not that hard to say and the gas my kids are gonna have african names so all their classmates better learn how to say it quick fast because you're you're not gonna deliberately and consistently mispronounce my kids name and the thing is like i find as well is that like when you try to speak speak up for yourself the gaslighting that you face it's not that deep oh like i'm sorry it's just a nickname i'm just oh i just don't know the language like i just didn't know that's like, how you pronounce okay, it okay like how many times like seriously <laughs> does seriously look like that on the page like hardly does it even does seriously look it's like kind of like the 
who's it amanda stenberg what's her what's her second name she's yeah. this american amanda stenberg yeah, yeah. i stenberg. think i think amanda uses they them pronouns yes oh sorry yes oh, 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 she yeah. does oh, oh. they do yeah I'm Very so sorry about basically that. um they were under a lot of backlash mm-hmm. due to their name so her name is amanda mm-hmm. right but oh sorry their name is amanda Girl, right you're trying it's okay yes but um, the way they would pronounce it, it would be like um, Amandala. Yeah. And a lot of South Africans were like, baby, that's your not name how has you so say much it. power. Yes. The, th- the only thing you, to, you, the, the most you can do is at least pronounce it properly. Mm-hmm. And people were fighting. No, it's her name. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. For those who do not know what Amandla means, it's basically Amandla, a way to saying the power is ours. It was using during the apartheid Ooh. when they were fighting the apartheid government. So, that's mm-hmm. so that is a powerful, powerful, it has very powerful name. And now it was a whole debate. It was just like, oh, it's their name. It's fine. Mm. They can say however they want to. Like, but yeah, of course hand, that stands. Like, it's their name. They can say it how they mm. want to. But, like, you have to respect the history and the and culture the of, like, where you're getting this name from. Like, at the end of the day, the name didn't fall out of the sky. Exactly. Your parents chose it because of the connection it had to South African history. The least you can do is do South African history justice and pronounce the name correctly. Especially- like, I'm not going to now name my kid Martin Luther King and change the Luther to... Luther, and or, especially like, when they have Martin Luther Kang, like no, and exactly. They have a huge platform. Also, what else was I going to say? Um, and also, they knew the significance of their name. name. That's the thing. I would totally understand if they went like, "Oh, I actually wasn't made aware that mm-hmm. it had such power." Mm-hmm. But you knew that. But you're like, "No, it's Amanda." No, baby. And like, I empathize with Amanda. Amandla? Amandla. Am I saying it right? Amandla? Amandla? Like that? Fair enough. Continue, girl. (laughs) No, I won't lie. The the Zulu and... Skosa. Yeah. It's it's even for as a like as a Bantu speaker, yeah. I mm-hmm. would still find it a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you the really exact pronunciation yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes but I do too. So. I just feel like it's one of those things like I get where they're coming from, where you want to assimilate, you don't want to stick yeah. out. Like if people are consistently mispronouncing your name at a certain point, sometimes you just give up the fight and yeah. you start mispronouncing it with them. So I understand why it's hard for them, but it's just kinda like do better. Yeah. Like be better anyway we're not putting them under fire or whatever because i'm a fan of them i'm a fan of them i personally love them yeah for uh, like Uh, love a black woman from infinity infinity to infinity infinity. this was just a little hiccup i I used to actually stan amanda stenberg me too like remember when they played rue in the hunger games and do you know what remember the backlash they got because even though rue was lit if you read the hunger games it's a litchy they are the description of Rue, but yeah, people like yeah, yeah. I didn't expect Rue to be black, and then like, she even like even the author defended her because it's just ridiculous, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to think that think about the Little Mermaid. Oh, I can't wait. For people that are so mad because people were so pressed over you know, a fish. But you know what I think the reason why like I don't think <laughs> it's like appropriate. For, it's inappropriate for her to play. It's because it's literally like a mythical creature. It's different if it was a historical. Like, do you get what I mean? It's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. But like, they have no problem with a blonde lady playing Cinderella when Cinderella is originally Chinese. Like, did you not know that the original, (laughs) like the original, like most of the original fairy tales, they're not white, like likes of Snow White. You see how colonization is. 
No, but like we were actually discussing this in work. That is Even too interesting. Peter That's... Pan, like all of these original what? mythical, like no, like Disney but series. I mean, see that though. I truly do see. I that read a book to Chinese cinderella. They're wrapped in culture. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> like Cinderella, um, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. They're not Sleeping Beauty as well. I think maybe Sleeping Beauty could be the only one that is European based. Wow. We need to do a storytelling episode. Clearly, oh debunking all your favorite Disney movies. Because when you actually see it and I kind of feel sad sometimes that the Same only one Jesus. that we have as black <laughs> we all know he's black no, Jesus had the best rebrand of all time <laughs> because they really put him as a white man yeah. with long hair and Birkenstocks but, you, but he was from I, Palestine like, he was from Palestine he was from the Middle East that's what yeah, I think that I find he was defo brown like but he what and especially if you look at because obviously a lot of Palestinians are quite have a lot of European in them but if you look at Palestinians at that time it was more likely that he's Arab, black, mm-hmm. or even an even darker, like a pure more or something. That's mm-hmm. what they said that he would have been. Because <laughs> it makes no sense historically Shut when you look at civilizations that lived in Palestine for Jesus to be white. I'm not saying it would have been wrong. But then when you see like Michelangelo's drawings, if you've seen the Catholic Church, it's like, why are we? No one do I ever not? like has it? Is it ever that deep? Like let's just ex- like if we're going to worship someone historically, let's just do it correctly because I'm pretty sure if like I know there's a huge issue when people like were saying Jesus was black, the way that people apparently like Mozart too is black. I heard black. that you know. Oh, that was so funny. Black Twitter was on flames that day. Yes. What was it like? Oh, there's always. I'm, I'm trying to remember and the controversy. Beethoven. Yeah. Like, one of the music. Yo, people. There was like. No, I feel like it, like it does. There's a little bit of swag in that. You know, <laughs> yeah, Beth. Yeah, yeah. Too much like, sauce. No wonder it hit, it hit different. It was. It was bumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Because oh. I'm just like them keys. You know, they were on fire that day. <laughs> the keys were on heat. On God. But guys, I feel like we should end the episode there thank you for joining us for another episode of Built Different it's been Deborah, Benita and Joella as usual Big pair. and we'll be back again soon yes. guys 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 make sure to follow us on Instagram Deborah oh, tell them yeah we finally have an Instagram page it's Built Diff Pod on and Instagram and you can like if you've never seen our faces you can see our faces on Instagram and find out yeah, who we are exactly yeah. put, a, put, a, put a face to the name period so we will see you guys over on Instagram bye thank you for listening again and have a lovely day bye, bye.